you know, Spunky is a fictional character I play who identifies as the Barstool Cougar on a show, YouTube show, called The Smugsy Show. Smugsy has a business, Smug Siggy's, delicious organic cannabis rolled in delicate sheets of all-natural paper and pretty marigold and indigo packs, and she and an investor, Sig Chester, are plotting to bring Smug Siggy's public using a SPAC. Well, today's guest on Keep Up, a reality show, is a bridge between my two worlds. Tom Falby is from the Casco Bay Cannabis Company, a licensed and MAFCA certified clean cannabis company located in Scarborough, Maine. I spoke with Tom Falby by phone, hoping he might add an ounce or two of reality to my fantasy business idea. Welcome, Tom Falby. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate your time today. It's a beautiful day. Um, Now, you have been in and around the marijuana business for many years, Tom, in a variety of capacities before working at Casco Bay Cannabis Company. If you could, just to get us started briefly, tell us your path to where you are now in the industry. Sure. Um, Back in 2009, 2010, right when the caregiver dispensary model was being put through the main legislature I was uh, diagnosed with Lyme disease and I was put on antibiotics for two years straight um, and it wasn't very effective and uh, I was at a friend of mine's house who suggested trying medical marijuana and um, I found that to be really helpful and that kind of just set me on the path I, I started cultivating um, plants for myself, and then I started cultivating plants for other people as a caregiver, and uh, the business just grew from there. Um, over the years, it's slowly expanded, uh, you know, just little by little. That's how it's gone. Are you the owner of Casco Bay Cannabis Company, or one of them? Yes, I am the owner. Now, I noticed, and it was reported on recently by the Bangor Daily News and on your website, that your products are certified by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association, known as MAFCA. And I'm just wondering, is there any real difference between what your product is, organic, locally grown cannabis, and what's described as medical marijuana that you can get at some of these, you know, medical marijuana distributor places? Right. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I, there's there's quite a few differences. Um, you know, primarily um, the the way it's grown has specific standards that Monka adheres to. Um, most of the people that grow for large dispensaries are are growing uh, with hydroponics, which is a totally a, a liquid kind of situation. Um, Whereas this is all in soil and is depending much more on the biology in the soil for how the product comes out. Um, and, and that's not to say that, you know, there's not good um, hydroponic product out there because there is. Um, but it is, uh, it is fewer and far between, I believe. So what do you do uh, in the winter? In the, in the wintertime, yeah. I have an indoor cultivation facility, so I, everything is is handmade soil, you know, hand-mixed, hand um, balanced soil. You try to chemically balance the soil, and then the real challenge is um, trying to get the biology in there. The biology is really the key, um, and when I say biology, I'm talking about microscopic um, nematodes and 
um, microscopic amoeba and flagellates and bacteria, and they make up something that's called the soil food web. And so it's kind of like the food web that you learn when you're in elementary school, you know, above ground with hawks and, you know, mice and all of those kinds of animals, except this is happening at the microscopic level. And that is how you are feeding your plants by, with the, with the actions of the microbiology. So did you self-educate yourself about these matters or were you a science student? For a long no, time. I, I wasn't a science student. Actually, I'm a, I'm a divinity school dropout. I was a big religious studies major. Um, and so this is all, uh, this is all self-taught. I, uh, I was all online, basically. I found this woman, this doctor named Elaine Ingham, and um, she has been a pioneer in, in this approach to uh, farm management and is, is having a giant impact far beyond the cannabis industry um, around the world with with this soil food web approach to to farming i mean it's it's really it's exciting it's exciting it really is uh now a lot going on in farming in general that's really groundbreaking stuff that's pretty neat well i i know that maine is of course a leader in farming and i thought it was somewhat funny that um on your site you say that uh, you use the korean natural farming method <laughs> why yeah. the why the korean yeah. method uh the korean natural farming method is is a is an ancient approach that has um been reborn um i, I think primarily through the cannabis industry and then kind of has uh, precipitated out to the rest of the rest of the farming world as well um and it's it's an approach that was you know pioneered on the korean peninsula um, that uses a lot of um, fermentation of natural substances for you know to, to simplify it. Ooh, um, sounds. And then, and then also again, it's it's um, making use of indigenous microorganisms to you know you're making these preparations where you're trying to trap um, fungals specifically. Um, airborne fungals and trying to introduce that into your soil and, and, and that's really the the crux of it is, is where fungals are. I mean it's, it's difficult uh, to... I have to say Tom I'm a little disappointed that fungals are a part of the mm. product. It just kind of I was just so into the, <laughs> the thoughts of the organic farmers. You know I'm thinking like the common ground fair that sort of thing. <laughs> well, right. Let me ask you this so I, in another capacity, play a fictional character called Smugsy, who has a product, Smug Siggies, that described as sleek and elegant Siggies made with organic cannabis, rolled in locally sourced sheafs of all-natural paper in pretty indigo and marigold packs. So this is the product that Smugsy's bringing to market. Imagine like a pack, not of Marlboros, but a pack of delicate, joints. You can either pick sativa, which is the marigold, or indigo, which is the indica. So what do you think about, first of all, um, the idea, and then mostly in the real world, is that the kind of thing that your company could be the wholesaler for? for? Yes. Um, I mean, Marigold cigarettes? No, no, no. Made from cannabis. No, organic oh, cannabis. Okay. So, I got so, you. so, I got you. yeah. A pack of a, a pack of 
joints that are small though, delicate, not those big things that they sell like in stores, blunts or whatever. Just like imagine right, like, like little pinners. Yeah, like, like um okay. what's the French rolling paper, you know, the small white ones, the classic yeah, that size. Right. You know, so yeah, a pack I know what you're saying. So yes, you could definitely that's definitely a marketable product. Um, and yes, that we could definitely make pre-rolls and wholesale pre-rolls to, you know, storefront, caregiver storefronts um, around the state without a question. But if I wanted to package it like differently in like boxes and that sort of thing, is how do those, how do marijuana products go from being a flower to a glossy package that has a candy bar in it. Like, do you produce uh, the the well, gummies with a candy bar? That you you there's a, a a couple step process. You're looking at um, you know probably taking your plant material and and turning that into distillate, which is an extraction that concentrates the THC, and then that distillate extraction is then used in a recipe um, to make whatever edible you're, you're desiring. So it could be chocolate or bonbons or, you know, cupcakes or, or what have you. So is the, um, in your situation, is the distill, is the distillate process, the extraction process that's used, is that like organic too? Or do you have to use chemicals to use that, to do that? You, I, I haven't pursued that, so I, I can't speak specifically to whether you can do distillate in an organic way, but I mean, for the most part, what you're doing is using, you know, uh, a hydrocarbon like butane, or I know, you know what, you could do it with cold CO2. So you could use CO2, cold CO2, and get an extraction um, organically, sure. And then, and then you could make your organic edible. So, of whatever kind you want. So, so you, is your company, Casco Bay Cannabis, primarily a producer of the flower, and and the other products are made by somebody else that you that you describe on your website, like the edibles and edibles. Uh, yes, yes. We we outsource our um, we outsource everything that's not flower. Our flower is the thing that we. Um, focus on primarily as far as um, being organic and, and MOFCA certified. Could you describe, if you could, for listeners, like what the farm looks like and smells like? Sure. Um, well, you have a, a constantly, as, as, at least in the summertime, you have an ongoing compost pile project um, because that's where you're concentrating on on building your microorganism army to help build uh, good soil for your plants to make your plants happy. Um, and then you get, the scent is just a, a nice, strong, skunky, sweet smell that kind of drifts across on the breeze, like um, very green and alive and, and vibrant um, kind of kind of smell permeates the air and and then it's, and it's very peaceful um, like how big is how big of an area are the plants grown and how far apart are they like is it like does it look like a crop 
yeah, they they're they're probably two or three. I mean, our facility they're they're two or three feet apart, and um, they're side by side. Yeah, and it it looks like it looks like a crop. Yeah. And is it is it true that there are male plants and female plants? Yes. Yeah, the, the cannabis plant is a dioecious, it's a scientific word, um, plant. And so there's males and females. And the one that the flower comes from is the female. And that's that's what you're smoking. The male is what is used for breeding. They, they produce the pollen. Oh, that's interesting. Have, have yeah. the gender wars entered the marijuana business? Are there people protesting the use of you know, male and female to describe the plants, or is that generally still acceptable? <laughs> no, no, it has not. No, no, they're, not that I know of. Um, they're not saying that this strain prefers um, his, her, or whatever the nomenclature is for how you prefer your pronouns to be. They don't, <laughs> they don't have that yet. Well, that's good. That's good. Let's, <laughs> that's right. let's fight for that. We'll, we'll try to keep that. Uh, so how does it I'm almost done, but I, I am curious. So what is the relationship between the male and the female pl- flower? Like what actually, what do you have to, what do they get together on like soft light yeah. and some nice music yeah, or what? <laughs> yes. You put on romantic music. You have to set the mood, dim the lights a little bit, cook a very nice dinner. Um, and, and then you, you're, you're throwing the pollen. Um, a lot of people do, you know, tents they use uh four by four i refer to it as a tent but you're not talking about an ll bean tent you're talking about something that's about eight feet tall and then like uh, a cube that's four feet by four feet um and a lot of people use those because it's very controlled and then you can put your male plant in there with several females that you want to cross with and then the pollen will just blow around and and get on the flowering parts of the female and then that will turn into seeds and I mean you can produce thousands of seeds out of a tent that's four feet by four feet. Wow that is so interesting. And yeah, it's really cool and it's just endless. Huh and so do you like are you selective and which male is it like the Kentucky Derby I mean you're trying to you, which males yeah, people, go with which people, females not, that sort of thing? It's not something that like you go into lightly like I don't I don't do any breeding I don't have space for it um, if you're not, but if you're not messing around, like people that know what they're doing and have the space for it, yeah, they're, they're trying to find males that have certain characteristics. They're trying to find females that have certain characteristics. So how do you, try. how do you get your like plants then? If you don't do the breeding, you just buy like little seedlings or how do you, you, buy, do... you buy seeds, you buy seeds <gasps> oh. or you, or you take, or you can take cuttings of plants that you already have. Oh, I see. So, so you can just prop just the same way that you know most of the grapes in California were propagated from France, right? They were brought over as cuttings and planted. They weren't they weren't started from seed in California, and so it's the same thing. There's there's plants that will that you have that you're just continually propagating off of one plant that's called a mother plant, um, and then you know other other instances there can be um, breeding where you are taking a cut and 
that has just this unbelievable product and then you just sell the cuts off of that product hmm. off of that off of that one plant like um, a spider plant that, that's that's referred to as clone only which is usually very highly valued hmm. Well, Tom Falby, thank you so much for your time. What an interesting conversation. I hope um, when we do get Smug Siggies, you know, up and running, you'll yes, consider absolutely. being our wholesaler. <laughs> keep, me po- keep me posted. All right, great. Thanks so much. Take care. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.